Hi, Money Bosses. Welcome back. Shana, so good to have you here. We had such an, an exciting conversation in our first session. Welcome back. Yes, I'm so excited to be back. We are talking about money mindset, and I think it feels like we can be here for hours and hours because there's so many things that maybe just maybe it's just because both of us are so so passionate about this topic, and we've seen, you know, through our work with clients that we do as financial planners, how critically important this piece is. And I also think that our experience, right, as as as, as you know, as we're dealing with our own money, our fine, you know, our family finances and things like that, really gave us this platform um, to 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 really want to talk more about this. I think that's really the the theme is how do we talk more about it. Well, in this session, I think we need to focus a little bit more on the more practical things. I think we do get the idea that it's it's important, and especially when it comes to thinking about financial success, because there's only so many things you can do that are kind of like just motion steps, right? Like you mm-hmm. do it, and then at some point, it's you're going to drop off because there's not um, there's not the real juice behind it. So, Shana, as as we continue in this conversation, I know you have this amazing journal that's coming out. I already talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> so many times that I want to get my hands on it because I think it's definitely going to help um, a lot of people um, connect all of these dots. But maybe we can go and talk about the, the practical steps before anyone even thinks about any kind of journals. What are some of the things you've um, you've discovered that really work in this area? Yeah, you know, uh, I want to maybe go in a little bit more in depth than we did in the first session. Um, you know, we talked about this idea of, of gratitude and, uh, you know, I could rattle off a, a ton of different scientific studies that all point to gratitude really being a missing piece in so many different things, whether it's relationships, whether it's career, and certainly whether it's it's our money. And I think, you know, we, a lot of us were raised with fear and shame and guilt and anxiety around money. Maybe we might not consciously be aware of that, but that element is really rooted in a lot of families. Um, you know, I was raised in a family where my father was a money expert, but there are a lot of things around money we didn't talk about. And the message that I always got was you have to be perfect, you have to be the best. And uh, more money is always better, right? <laughs> so I, I grew up with this idea of status that um, if I wasn't number one in everything, if I didn't you know, have the most, it, it really uh, tinted like doozy, I guess, on my money mindset. And it took me a long time as an adult to understand uh, and kind of break down those patterns that were formed when I was a kid and so it, it led me to do a lot of things that you you talked about before, which is, you know, I just credit card debt in um, college. Uh, you know, I had it after college. I probably maybe was a little too risky with certain things and, uh, you know, always needed to have the best car and the best this and the best that. And it wasn't until all of those things really got stripped away from me that I was able to look at things and go, oh, that's just a car. That really, you know, I was really able to understand like, oh, I had learned as a child that um, the message that I inferred, whether that was the way it was supposed to be uh, inferred or not, was, you know, status and perfectionism. And that was killing me because there is no perfect with money. There is no perfect in anything in life. And so it's a completely unattainable uh, step. 
And I was killing myself to try to try to get there. And so my, my whole point is that all of us probably have some story from family origin that um, has negatively shaped money. And so, you know, gratitude is really this process of taking a look at what is it right now in your day, in your today that you are grateful for. And if we apply it to money, you know, everything around you is an opportunity for gratitude. If you think about it, you know, where you're the computer, you're watching this on right now. You know, a lot of people don't have the computers, uh, TV, you know, the food in your fridge, the clothes that you're wearing. I mean, there's so many different um, opportunities for gratitude in each day, but we tend to just think, take these things for granted. And it's not that having gratitude again, suddenly shifts everything for you. But what it does is it's like this opens this little window in your brain that says, wow, I actually do have a lot like, wow, it's actually, I'm actually not so bad off here, you know, and it starts to root you in the positivity and the positivity with money. Again, when it's rooted in the right place is, all right, I have this big reaching goal I want to try and get to, but that's, that's cool. I can do it each day. I can take little steps. And as long as I'm grateful for whatever I have or whatever I'm doing today, I'm like marching in the right direction. So I think that a lot of times with money, uh, we make it really complex. You know, I mean, how many articles, if we search Google right now, how many articles are there? On how do you start investing? You know, probably millions and millions of articles. It's like this big, curious question. Well, uh, how do I invest? What do I start investing in? And so much so that it creates like a paralysis with people. And so they don't do it. They don't invest. You know, they don't know what to pick. They're afraid of making a mistake, right? And so, you know, until we start to really understand that if we, if we can root in gratitude and start taking these positive steps every day, we start to demystify a lot of these things around money and realize that it's not really that hard. And if if you invest in the wrong fund, eh, you might lose some money, but really it's not like the end of the world, right? We can just shift into a new fund or we can hire somebody else to help us manage our money. It's really, it's really okay. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit about this in the last session, but uh, the news cycle, social media, mm -hmm. everything around us is rooted in negativity. It really is when you start to sort of take blinders off and think about it. So the negativity keeps us stuck in those, those patterns of, I don't have enough, I'll never have enough, I'm not ever gonna get where I wanna do, what's the point of doing this anyway? Why do I need to look at where my money's going? It doesn't matter, you know, it starts to create all of those sort of negative uh, messages that bubble up. And all of those things just lead to us being maybe lackadaisical with our money, maybe not doing, you know, the couple little steps that we should do each day. And so, you know, gratitude and positivity, it's not the magic pill, it's not the magic solution, but it is going to help you unwedge yourself from a place of negativity and put you, put you and your brain in the place of thinking, I can do this. This is possible. Yeah. And I, and it's, it is definitely true. I, I, I think it just like, you know, the, 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 the topic of mindset, um, and, and in terms of how it, you know, relates to money, I think gratitude is the same way. I think people are a little, I don't know, afraid of it, or just like, it seems like, oh my gosh, this, this isn't going to work, <laughs> or this is not for me. This is for, you know, for those free spirited people out there right. <laughs> talk about this stuff all day long. And, um, it's, it, it, it's actually really not, not 
true at all when you really sit down and, and start looking at okay maybe vision boards are for real and maybe being grateful for you know for things that are currently taking place in your life are actually like some of the first steps so what else um what else do you um do on a daily basis it seems like i'm hearing the theme here these are these are the things that I, and then i think um, for those of you listening like I, I started to pick this up even in the first session but these are the practices we do daily because it's, daily. it's not like one and done thing oh i'm doing a gratitude journal once a month or once a week that's not gonna help exactly you know and when we talk about money i mean you know, we can argue here all day long about budgeting, not budgeting. Some people love it. Most people hate it. Most people think it's a chore, you know, but what if we actually switched it up? What if we didn't call it a budget? Like, what if we called it something else? For a long time, I called my budget my travel itinerary because I love to travel. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like the passport to help me get, you know, my trip to Paris or my trip here, whatever it might be, right? And so I was able to really root and connect to the thing I wanted to do with those, those daily habits around my money. But you know, most people think like budgeting is gonna take them hours and hours, and it's gonna be this like dreaded process. Well, what if you just checked every day on where you're at? Like, where's your money right now? Is there, is there something that's coming up this week or today? that's going to require you to shift things around a little bit. Like, where are you just at today? Like, you know, we're talking a minute or two at the very most, right? But it's those daily practices of making this easy, making this enjoyable, connecting it to, again, those things you want to do or buy or who you want to be in life. You know, it's connecting this small daily action with that much bigger thing. And when you start to do that, it all becomes easier, right? And it doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be dry. It doesn't have to be exhausting or stressful. Those, those words around money are societal words that we've let kind of cultivate and dictate our relationship around money, but it's up to us to change that. And, you know, yes, these little daily things, they're just tiny, minute, little, little things, right? But they help propel you forward, but they also tell your brain, this is not stressful. I can totally do this. And all I have to do is wake up tomorrow and do one or two little things. And, you know, I keep marching forward, right? It's not about like the end of the month, I've got to spend hours like looking at my money and spend hours thinking about these things. Um, so yeah, it, it is these, these little daily things. And another thing I just wanted to bring up, you were talking about your relationship with your husband and, uh, you know, I'm sure you have this experience as well, working with couples it's more like financial therapy than it is the actual practical financial planning piece. And so if you are listening and you're in a relationship, let this be an opportunity for you to just like have a fun night with your partner and ask them, hey, how do you feel about money? Hey, how was money talked about when you were a kid? Hey, what do you think about this? Like this real open, non-judgmental conversation and when we can do this in relationships, it can help break down those barriers. We can understand our partner a little bit better. And I think we also understand ourselves a little bit better. And that's the way that as a, as a partnership, you can create a healthy money mindset, right? Because you not only have to have yours if you're in a relationship, you also have, the, have to have the partnership money mindset as well and, and know where you're going as partners. So I think that's another piece to really think about uh, when it comes to money mindset. 
Yeah, I love it. There's something I have been also advocating for a long time. Um, um, I, I love your suggestion to do it on a daily basis. That's just like, that's been hitting home for, uh, for me as well. But I've been an advocate of what I call money dates. And so these are once a week conversations. I'm trying to get people to talk about or look at their finances at least once a week and, and have a chat or right, or you could do it over a glass of wine or whatever you want, or, you know, beer or coffee, but at least have like this quick look and understanding where everything is at. And so I've had to incentivize Yuri, my husband, to like, you know, really <laughs> Hey, you know, let's talk about this um, just, you know, from time to time. And so um, I, I wanted to point out something like I, you know, checking on the date, like on the daily basis um, in terms of where, you know, your finances are at are so easy to do with the modern technology we have. Like even to think about 20, 18 years ago when I was graduating from college, like there, it didn't exist. Like all exactly. of these I'm sure you were probably in the same age, age group. So uh, you know what I'm talking about. So like, you don't have to balance your checkbook like on a daily basis. Thank God, yeah, right? You have your iPhone and they just announced there's a new one coming out. So if it's in your budget, maybe that's an investment, but whatever, I'm excited to get a new iPhone because mine is almost dead. Um, I'm right there with you. <laughs> digressing a little bit on the spending side. No, but I'm just saying like, get in one of those apps that gives you like a snapshot of what's going on. Like, where's your, where you spend your money? Like, I think a lot of guilt and, and frustrations and anger people have around spending. And it's really around, because there's not a clear understanding where and how and why. And so I, I, I love the daily, the daily practices and just whip out your phone, pull up your app and see what's going on. It's updated overnight when you sleep. So yeah, and, and you made such a good point. It's the why. It's the why. And the money mindset is really the why. It's understanding the why. And, you know, some people will say, well, I just, I just have to shop. Like, it just makes me feel better. And I don't care how much money I spend. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, that's fine. Like, we're all individuals. But do you know why you do that? You know, and people kind of give you like the puzzled look back. Like, what does she mean by I love to shop and I'm like okay but if we understand what it's what's at the bottom of that um, does it make you are does it make you feel good does it is there a certain area of your life where you're not feeling satisfied and somehow the shopping you know there's we could go into you know a million different directions with that but it's the why that's so important and that's really the the money mindset piece is the why and then you can come along with the how-to which is the, 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 you know, strategic money tips, steps, whatever that may be, the plan, right? So if we marry the why and the how, that's how we really start to create progress and, and make changes, I believe. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree a lot with that. And so I think up to a lot of people, it may sound kind of like a little wishy-washy, especially when you like call a financial planner, like, okay, you're supposed to tell me like the hot, you know, 10 hot stocks to invest in today. I don't even know. Like, I don't check that stuff. Right. So it's just, it's just, it's just, I think there's definitely room for, you know, for those who really have that expertise and want to pick, you know, talk about stocks. But I think for everyday people who need to make like good, smart decisions and, and feel good about themselves, like that's the part, right? Shana? Absolutely. Because, because there's, there's definitely challenges there. Like we need to dig deeper and it's not into really just looking into our checkbook or, you know, checking our statements or credit cards. There's more to that. Yeah, it's, it's, it goes back to this idea I talked about in the previous uh, section, which is 
you know, your money story. Each of us has a story, right? What is our money story? How did we get to where we are right now? What are the steps that we've taken or not taken that has led us exactly where we are right now? So if we can understand our money story, it's more exactly more than just the numbers that are sitting on a on an ATM receipt or a bank account balance. It's way more than that or way more than the dollars in your investment account. It's really understanding this, this uh, holistic uh, story of, of who you are, why you're that way, how you got here, and more importantly, where do you wanna go? And so how can we either rewrite that story or make that story better, enhance that story, but it all comes from this place of just understanding. And it, it is exactly what you say. It's far more than just the numbers. The numbers don't tell the story. No, no, they don't. And I, I, I wish more people understood that. So what are, so what are some of the things? Okay, you, you, you've really emphasized the daily practices and just these small things that don't take a ton, a ton of time. Um, what, what is your, is there a structure that you kind of convert to more of the weekly to that translates into the monthly? Um, steps? Yeah, you know, so for me, it is, it is a daily, weekly, monthly process. And it's, it's the daily process of I always check in with myself, how am I feeling today? You know, what's kind of going on with me today? What's one thing I want to achieve today could be big, could be small, doesn't matter what it is. What's that one thing? What are a few steps that I'm going to take to help me get there? You know, it doesn't have to be like some exhaustive list of steps. But if if today I want to, um, you know, figure out what my credit score is, you know, one of my steps is I have to either look at my app or, you know, I have to, I have to do something in order to, to make that, that happen. Um, and then at the end of the day, for me, it's following up with like, what are, what were some good things that happened today? You know, it's ending the day on this, on this positive inflection, even if the day was horrible, what were some good things? Because when you go to sleep at night, your brain is still working overload, right? And so we want to constantly just feed it with good stuff. And then weekly is, uh, you know, what I do the money date approach that you do as well. What happened this week? What's happening the next week? You know, is there something I need to focus on? Is there something I need to move around from just a pure uh, money standpoint? You know, is my, is my car insurance bill coming up? All right, I got to I got to move things around and make that happen. And also just thinking about the week, you know, um, was I able to achieve most of my goals? Was I not? Do I care? Do I, you know, it's, it's, so it's asking yourself all of these, all of these questions. And then at the end of the month is just kind of a, a recap, you know, what, what went on this month? Is there any interesting things that I learned about myself this month? Any interesting things that I uncovered this month? Um, you know, have my goals changed from the beginning of the month to the end of the month? So it's just this whole process of constantly checking in with yourself. It doesn't have to be a long process. It's very short, but it's bringing into the conscious mind um, what you're thinking, what you're doing, and more importantly, where you're trying to get to. You know, I tell people all the time, don't do a budget if you've got nothing you want to do in life. You know, if you don't want to buy anything, you don't want to go anywhere, you don't want to change your life, what's the point? Right? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but the point is we all do. We all do. So we got to then figure out what our numbers are and how we can get those to come around these particular things we want to do in life. So, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a hard process, but it's really 
you know, when you have like a negative thought around money or something comes up, like really think of yourself, okay, why is this happening? You know, can I, can I consciously be aware of like, is, is something changed in my life, something changed in my relationships or my family or myself? You know, it's bringing it all into, into awareness. And, you know, that is the place that, that change happens. You know, I, I mentioned this in the last session, but if we look at like professional athletes, you know, professional athletes practice every single day. They can even be the best athlete in the world. They practice every single day. So with the same thing with, with your money, with your goals, every single day, because that practice is then what helps you unlock certain things and also helps you get closer to where you want to be. Yeah, no, so powerful. The one thing I think we should definitely address because there's uh, folks out there who have significant others that they probably want to get involved. You know, they may be sold on this idea themselves. They're like, okay, I get it. I'm going to go do it. Um, what have you done? I'm curious to hear what have you done to bring your significant other on board? Yeah, well, my significant other has been uh, pretty much a very willing participant <laughs> oh, in this uh, because I talk about it all the time and, and he's really into, has got really into like meditation and mindset work. So, um, you know, he was a willing participant, but I do know plenty of friends who have been down this road where there isn't a willing participant. And I think it's all about how it's approached. Like if, if you are really working on your money mindset, you don't have to cram it down somebody's throat. You know, it's your process. Uh, but I think you can start asking in a real gentle way some of these open-ended questions with your partner from a sense of curiosity. Uh, why do you think certain certain ways? What do you, what are the things you want to do in life? Uh, what's really important to you? Again, how did you how did you learn about money as a kid? You know what's what's been the biggest success you think? What's been the hardest thing for you to learn or overcome when it comes to money? So. It's through this process of act, asking these open-ended questions where you're able to get a lot of information and really start that dialogue with your partner in a way that they maybe are not exactly sure uh, what's going on, right? You're just having this general conversation and then you can move to things like, hey, I learned about this cool thing called a money date. Like, why don't we just try and do, you know, two little things uh, each week? You know, it'll take us five or 10 minutes. So. It's really tiptoeing in if you have a partner who isn't uh, willing, but you have to create a safe space where someone is able to share without judgment, um, without shame or guilt. And you have to understand that they're coming to the relationship, uh, having learned about uh, you know money and money mindset from a very early age, and they probably have never thought about it themselves either. So you got to give somebody a lot of open space to be able to uh, you know, figure this out and walk through this together. And unfortunately, I think what a lot of people do is they just pass judgment on the other person. And then particularly when it comes to money, that is immediately when people's walls come up. You know, if you tell your, your partner, you can't spend money on this, you know, they're, they're usually like, oh yeah, yes, I can. <laughs> you know, it's just not the right approach. So we have to really give people space to uh, understand well, why do they want to spend money on this? What what's going on with them, or what you know? How does this make them feel? And then we can have a, a good open conversation from that point. Yeah, no, I can't agree um, more than that because not only this this you know these initial little steps that you can take like even today um, help you improve so much better, but then if you're starting to think 
you know, more on the planning levels, right? Or layers that you're going to add to like, okay, I'm really building something bigger, better here yes. right, for myself and my family. It's, it's such a crucial process. And so I think we should have asked that question like at the very beginning. I think, wow, what do you do with your significant other? You know, it just really, we talked about money dates and I thought about that too, because it certainly um, is, is not, uh, it may be easy, just like it is with your spouse uh, and it wasn't as easy with mine. So it's, it, yeah, it's not normally easy. So I, if you're listening and you're like, it's not easy in my situation, you are so not alone. <laughs> No, totally. But I do believe, I really truly believe it's all doable. And so anyone really wants to um, change and improve and, 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 you know, be in a different, different level in a different spot in their life can do all of this. This has been amazing, Shauna. Thank you so much for all your time and your wisdom and your ideas and processes. So we're looking forward to seeing your journal uh, very soon. And again, to close this session, tell everyone uh, one more time how they can connect with you. Sure. You can find me, uh, my podcast, Millennial Money Podcast, on any podcast player. You can head over to our website, mmoneypodcast.com. You can always find me on social media at Shauna Game. And if you're curious about the Money Mindset Journal, which launches mid-November, you can head over to helloitsme.world and find out all about it. Awesome. Thanks so much.